1: Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Man, walking. So shut your mouth and keep you, and leave other people's business alone. Tell your neighbor, shut your mouth. That's, mouth. <laughs> That's what it means. Watch what it means. Tell your neighbor, shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you are you know, always thinking. The verse didn't say that. Let him that stand it. Let him that think it. You think you're okay. You think your marriage is okay. Your job is okay. Your child is okay. Your school is okay. You are the one thinking. Meanwhile, if we were to look at it carefully, You are already buried, but you think you are standing. And you have the audacity to talk about other people's problems. Tell your neighbor, shut your mouth. (laughs) mouth. (laughs) Let them not think it. Yeah. In fact, it's it's a deception to think that you stand. It's actually a deception. It's a deception to think that you are okay. To think that you are great. See, you must always think in terms of the grace of God. By the grace of God. You see, you must always think in terms of that. Your mind should think like, by the grace of God. By the grace of God. That's how you should think. Don't think by the grace of God. Your mind should always work like that. If you wake up this morning and you are healthy, by the grace of God. Look, there are a lot of people who are walking up and down. They don't know that they have any problem. They went for a routine physical. Just a routine checkup. And then they draw your blood test, And then you go home. Then all of a sudden you get a phone call. Is that Mr. So so so? This is uh, Dr. D- Dr. Smith's office. We have a message for you. Can you please come to the office suddenly? Yeah, suddenly your your future has changed. You are proud to the blood test. You 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 think you're okay? You don't think you're okay. And you are just going for a routine physical. Business as usual. I'm a doctor and I know what I'm talking about. A lot of people come, you do a blood test, they have no idea. They have no idea that this thing is completely off. Because most diseases, until they become terminal, you look okay. So, if you are well, it's by the grace of God. So, every morning, when you wake up in the morning, think in terms of grace. 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 That's how your mind should work. Tell him, never shut your mouth. Think think in terms of grace. (laughs) Hallelujah. Wonderful. All right. I have my copy.
0: <laughs>
1: Open your copy. <laughs> Hallelujah. How I'm talking about the art of ministry, Amen. I'm talking about the art of ministry. It's, it's been a, a, a book that has blessed all of us, and I'm probably going to conclude it today. But I will urge you to continue reading the book. It has so much application to your life, so much revelation, you have no idea. In fact, when the book was first recommended, I wonder how can we preach from this book? But I started reading, I said, this book is too powerful. It's a book I recommend to everybody because, you see, the greatest person you can work for is God. And if you can work for God, you can work for any man. Amen. The wisdom that you get from working for God. Hallelujah. So today, I'm going to talk about something that we all do, but we struggle with. Okay, something that if all we can do better, we'll be happy. Amen. Amen. And I'm talking about I'm talking about how to enjoy your work. Hallelujah. Is it a good message? How to what? How many here working? We are working? We're all working. Look, listen to me. We all work. We are all working. Hallelujah. And not only are we all working, we spend more time at work. You look at your life, calculate. You spend more time at work than at home. So if the thing that you spend more time doing, you don't enjoy it, can you see how frustrating it can be? Now you, have you thought about it? Look at your life. In your lifetime, you spend more time working. Every day. Some of us do eight hours. Some do 12 hours. Some of you even do 16 hours. Time and a half. A few of you, 24 hours. And there are some of you who do only three hours a day. That's also there. Three hours, you say, I'm tired. At your age, you are tired. at (laughs) At your age. But you see, it's something that, you see, it is something that we spend most of your time doing. So it's also frustrating that you don't enjoy it. So we need the wisdom and the grace of God. How to enjoy? You know, because our life is basically working. I mean, I don't know anybody here who, when you wake up in the morning, you're on vacation. I haven't come across you yet. I'm your pastor. And all of you, when you wake up, something to do. Pharaoh, Pharaoh collect from morning till evening. So we are all engaged in one work or the other. Hallelujah. And and God recommended work. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that he who does not work, let him not eat. So if you want to eat, you must work. Hallelujah. If you want to eat, you must work. That's what God says. Hallelujah. Only that. We, how to enjoy the how to. Amen. Because work, work, can, be, you know, work can be very depressing. As it can, you know work can be very depressing and very frustrating. I mean, how many of you think about work you now you are depressed? Like, ah, another Monday. Just you think about Monday, see, this week, tomorrow. Your happiest day is uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. When you see Monday now, oh. Just another Monday morning. <laughs> there we go again. You remember the boss, the girl, the computer. Even before you go to work, you're already tired. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God will give you the grace to enjoy. Amen. 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 See, and a lot of the, the you see, the one who, who wrote this part of the book, okay, this scripture, is Solomon. Hallelujah. Solomon referred to, you see, if you read the book of Proverbs and like Ecclesiastes, there's a phrase called life under the sun. Life under the sun. You see, life under the sun refers to your life. Under the sun, not heaven. It refers to your life. Your daily activities. Hallelujah. And Solomon is one of the wisest persons who ever lived. And he, he actually took his time to study Life. Life. And, and life, as in, you get up, you bath, you go to work, you come, you eat, you sleep. Life. And, and he made certain observations. Hallelujah! In fact, one of the observations that he made—that is very painful—that you don't want to think about It's in Ecclesiastes chapter two, verse eighteen to nineteen. Show me that verse. Ecclesiastes two eighteen to nineteen. He says, "And who knoweth?" Is it, and who know it? Okay, 18. Yea, I hated, you see, yea, I hated all my labor, my work, which I had taken under the sun, life under the sun. Because I shall leave it unto a man that shall be after me. You see, this is one of his painful things. I shall leave it, and who know it? Whether he shall be a wise man or a fool, yet shall he have rule over all my labor. Wherein I have labored, and wherein I have shown myself wise, you see, he says one of the most painful things to think about is that when he thinks about all the work he has done, who is going to inherit him? Whether it's going to be a, a painful son or a foolish son? You see, when you think that deep, you can be sad. That as you have worked, you have bought this house, you have bought this house, you have, bought this house you have bought this house, and you are thinking about who is going to inherit, and this your son is useless. Because, like I was, I was, told, I was telling a colleague Most of us, by the grace of God, where we are now If not for our children, we, we can stop working and leave Because after all, how much do you chop? So the reason why we are working now Is because of our children So they pay their school fees this, So if you think of all this labor And the tiredness Only to tell that the person who is coming after you is a foolish boy It's painful. If he's a wise son, you are blessed. Because a foolish I know somebody was telling me. Lady Reverend, Lady Reverend has a lot of stories. I Was telling us of somebody, a rich man. Who died and left his sons, his son's houses. And and the boy, the boy drank all the house. You know who drank the house? You know how to means he drank the house. He was an, he's a, a, a drunkard. He would go and drink no money. Then say, it's okay. I'll bring the air conditioner. <laughs> then he will go and drink no money. Then, I'll bring the bed. Wasted. See, and it's very painful. So Solomon will say that this is one thing that if you think carefully. You see, and Solomon, unfortunately it happened to him. As as if he was prophesying. Because Solomon's son was Rehoboam. Solomon's son was Rehoboam. And Solomon built the kingdom. But when Rehoboam took over, when Solomon had the kingdom, there were 12 tribes. When his son Rehoboam inherited the kingdom, he was the one who said that he destroyed the kingdom. By the time he finished, there were only two. Ten had gone to Jeroboam. Go read your Bible. He was a foolish son. So, I'm sure the father knew, you know. Usually, most pe- as if you're a parent, you know your child. That this is my son. So, I'm sure Solomon was thinking about Rehoboam. As he looks, at yeah, Rehoboam. <laughs> this is my boy, Rehoboam. Reho. I Reho, Reho. <laughs> yeah. I am sure he was looking. Oh, yeah, Solomon knew. Because exactly what he said was not happened. He was the king of all the 12 tribes. When he gave it to his son, he lost 10 of them. Yeah. You see, and if you're a parent, you know. If you you after you've been a parent, you know, this is my girl, this is my... Yeah, yeah. That is why, so, oh, that, that is why even some wise people, they, even though they are all their children, they give their hand to another child. Because you know, this particular child, the way he's going... <laughs> Hallelujah. So Solomon knew this, and he says it's very painful. Hallelujah. May God give you a a wise son to inherit it. I mean, what is the use of laboring on everything you've labored into your child only for it to disappear? Hallelujah. So here are some 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 tips that Solomon gave us. You want to know Solomon's tips? You want to know the tips of Solomon? Because all the writings are the writings of Solomon. And Solomon is the wisest man that ever lived. Number one. How to enjoy your work. The first thing he recommends is that you must, the first thing he recommends is that enjoy your work. Okay? Whilst you are working, you enjoy your work by also spending time to eat and drink. (laughs) Ah! It's not a good one. I said, it's a good one? Someone said, as you are working, also find some time to eat and drink. <laughs> once you are working. <laughs> I think the church is very really happy. Once you are working. I said, once you are working. Because most of us work with a man that I, I am saving when I retire. No. You may never have the time. Once you are working spend some time to buy some new shoes some new set a chop some. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. I hear me. In the verses, Ecclesiastes chapter eight, verse fifteen. Ah, it's Solomon. It's a good point. Then I commended meth. Okay. Then I commended or I recommended meth, because a man had no better thing under the sun. You see, the phrase is under the sun. A man had no better under the sun than to eat, and to drink, and to be merry, for that shall abide with him for his labor. For that shall abide with him of his labor. the days God has, been, which God had given him under the sun, under the sun. So it is, Solomon said that the way to enjoy your life whilst you are working, from time to time, use some of the paycheck, buy some good food, buy some good drink, go on some vacation under the sun.
0: <laughs>
1: I say, under the, Melissa, under the sun. Buy some shoe, buy some hair for yourself under the sun. <laughs> Is that a good message? Is that a good message? Every day we are saving. Every day we are saving. Every day we are saving for the future. Listen to me, you are not guaranteed. Under the sun. I say under the sun. Take some vacation under the sun. Under the sun. One house one house that we are living in, everyday budget, everyday budget, everyday budget. When shall we eat good food in this house? When shall we take a vacation from this house? Life under the sun. You see, when you don't you see he's recommended have to be happy. Otherwise you will always be stressed and not happy. Again, what? Stress. stress the stress level. Stress level! From time you need to chill. under the sun. I'm saying it. Life under the sun. You see, you don't know that the reason why you are stressed and you are always angry is because you have not spent time to chop some of the things that you are laboring for. Yeah. Look. It's a message. This is the, the the, the wisest man I've ever lived. You see, he's giving you things to do. Because, you see, this thing, this thing of, I'm saving. I mean, I, 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 I am not against saving. But, you see, of late, of late, I have heard a few things th- of people. Just, I think last month, I had three stories, which made me sit up. Of people who are professionals, who are building huge mountains, wherever they come from. Huge mansions, wherever they come from, Ghana, Guinea, Zambia. Okay. And which have all all of them, last month one died. I had three people, they all died here. So the house that they built, they were already taken there for a funeral. Three. You see, and and it made me stood up. That sometimes this deception of we are budgeting, we are budgeting, you are building a huge mansion. Your children are born here, they won't go back. And by the time you finish building, they are carrying your body. You know, while you have lived in this one apartment all your life, you could, when else you could have lived in a two-bedroom and enjoyed life under the sun? It's a message. I'm not saying don't build, though, but I say it, it, it just made me sit up. No, it actually made me sit up. I had three in a row, you know, sometimes like a burning bush. So it gave me an experience, that, look, be careful. This type of wisdom whereby people are liberating. You are building a huge house. You don't live there. Some foolish person is living there. When the water is not right, he calls you and you send money. <laughs> Am I preaching? When the light is not working, he calls you. And you are living in this tiny apartment, you are sweating. Hoping that one day you go. Only, uh, only to end up that it becomes a funeral home for you. Life under the sun. Hallelujah. So sometimes the reason why you are always unhappy, you are so stressed, because you have not taken time to eat some. You have not taken time to eat some. You have not taken time to eat some some of the money. As he's saying, Western Union knows him. Western Union. You are working every day, Western Union. I mean, how can you live under the sun? Why still, when you know you? you could have taken some small distance at your age, even if you get gray hair. <laughs> Where's <seeing you> <laughs> the <laughs> Take Chop, chop some, chop some, chop some, <laughs> chop some. Yeah. You should say that, Lydia, we are going on a cruise. We are going on a cruise. Hey! maybe <laughs> we are going on a one-way
0: cruise. Yeah. <laughs> ah.
1: Life under the sun. Hallelujah. In fact, that, it was last month. It actually made me sit up. Three in a row. I said, hey, listen, you have to be careful. I'm not saying don't. But Solomon is saying, that, Listen, take some time. Hallelujah. Some of you, vacation is an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> vacation is a total abomination. <laughs> As soon as your wife makes vacation, (laughs) you are not serious. I am okay. Every day vacation. What do you mean? What do you mean? (laughs) One small vacation, your hypertension has come. (laughs) What you don't know that you are under a case. Look, Ecclesiastes chapter six. Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. So, Ecclesiastes is written by Solomon. What you don't know is that you you are are suffering from an evil disease. This is an evil. Okay? Solomon is describing an evil thing. This is an evil which I have seen under the sun. And it is common among men. Unfortunately, it is common. Let's continue. A man to whom God had given riches, wealth, and honor so that he wanted nothing for his soul of all that he desired. Yet, God given him not the power to eat thereof, but a stranger eaten it. This is vanity and it is an evil disease. It is what? It is what? It is an evil disease for you to work, labor, and then you don't chop and somebody has come to chop. It's an evil disease. It's like you have gotten HIV. It's a very bad disease. Wow. You are working here. As Western Union, your cousin, your nephew, your brother, they are chopping over there and you are not chopping here. It's an evil disease. You can't take your wife on a vacation. Where every day, Western Union, when you go, they know you. You don't even have to mention your name, they know you <laughs> It's an evil disease. I say it's an evil disease. I say it's an evil disease. (laughs) You see, you will not enjoy your working life if you live that way. Because every day there's a project. Your whole life is a project. Every day there's a project. What is that? Every day project. Every day project. It's an evil disease. It's, a, it's almost when you have been given something and you cannot enjoy. Yeah. I mean, they, let's say they, they even pay you $20 an hour. You work eight hours a day. That's how much. That's how much a day. You work $160 hour, a dollars, gross, whatever it is. You have eight hundred and sixty dollars a day. Even $10, you are quarreling. $10 that you, I mean, you are annoyed. You earn $160 a day. You couldn't even spend a tithe of it. A tithe of it is 16 percent, $16 on yourself. So do you see how your life is not happy? We are not enjoying it. May God deliver us from that disease. Amen. Tell your neighbor, enjoy, enjoy some of your wealth. Ah. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Okay. Good. Now, another thing that he, he 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 told us to how to enjoy your work. Another way that you can enjoy your work Is to accept your lot Yeah Accept your lot And also in Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes chapter 5 Verse 18 to 19 Ecclesiastes chapter 5 Verse number 18 He says Behold That which I have seen It is good and calmly, okay. It is good and nice to eat and to drink, and to enjoy the good of all the, of all his labor that he taketh under the sun, all the labor which God had given him. It is his portion. Verse nineteen: Every man also to whom God had given riches and wealth, and had given him the power to eat thereof, to take his portion, his portion. And to rejoice in it is a gift of God. You see, there is also something called your portion. Your lot. Life under the sun, you must learn to accept your lot. Hallelujah. You must be content with your lot. You must know that this is how far I can go and accept it. Otherwise, you will never be happy. Learn to accept your lot. That this is how. My cousin has built four houses, but I can only build one house. Accept your lot. Otherwise, you will never be happy. You will always be stressed. And the Bible said they compare themselves one another, are not wise. Accept that this is what me do, this is what I can do. Others are going to the moon, I can go to the mountain. Others I, I can go to the moon, I can only go to the mountain. I am okay. Accept your lot because you see, we all don't have the same skills and the same talents. So don't live your life competing to be like somebody. You will work and you'll never be happy. Yeah. Accept your lot. Accept your portion. This is your portion. This is what I can do, and I'm okay. Okay. You see, he's giving us wisdom of enjoying your work. Otherwise, you will always be going to work trying to be like somebody. And you find out that your life is stress. Too much tension. You are always yelling at your children. Why you, what, what, what have the children done? What have the children done? Because you are going to buy this huge house which you can't pay. So when they put something on the carpet, let's pull it is it their fault? What did the children do? That you are yelling at them for pouring juice on the carpet. What are two years supposed to do? Two years are supposed to pour juice on the carpet. And the reason why you are annoyed is that you haven't paid the house off. Because if you have paid the house off, it will not be difficult to buy a cleaner to clean the house. That's why you are angry. I said to you a lot. Are you hearing me? You see, he's talking about life. Because all too soon. You see, let me tell you something. Life is too short. All too soon, you find yourself in the grave like this. And you ask yourself, did you really enjoy your life? That is the question. All too soon. All too soon. And, you, and, and, and wherever you are, you ask yourself, did you really enjoy your life? Accept a lot. If it is a one bedroom that you build, build it and be happy. I say if it's a one bedroom that you build, build it and be happy. If it's an apartment they can live, you'll be in it and be happy. Afterward, the Bible say a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. I've known more happier people living in one bedroom than people living in the mansions. Oh, I can preach. I know I can preach. And I'm preaching to you. I said, I'm preaching to you. Me, myself, I know I'm a fine preacher. And that is my lot. I've accepted my lot. <laughs> that is my lot. <laughs> yeah. So, don't, don't, so don't, don't try to be me. accept your lot. <laughs> yeah. accept your lot. Hallelujah. Yeah. accept your lot. Look, contentment there. Eh? You see, I, I'll say, see, there's another scripture. It, this is all by Solomon. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses. Is that why you got him blessed? This man always looks happy. Mr. Poe always looks happy. I know some doctors who are wealthier than him, they don't look as happy as Mr. Paul. He's always happy. It's, and I can say one of the secrets the man is cool. He is cool. <laughs> no big deal. So his life, he has a better quality of life than some of my seniors that I know.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. Look, there's another verse here. Ecclesiastes of the four verses. Look at this verse. Better. You see, better, when you hear the term better, it means you are comparing two things. Better means you are comparing what? Yeah. And uh, Solomon said that better is a handful with quietness. Than both hands full with travail and vexation of spirit, he says, "Better, better." He says, "Look, it's better for you to have only this, okay, and be free than to have this and this. You have more, but a lot of stress, vexation. You're always tired. It is better to have this alone." A handful than two. Oh, I'm preaching to you. So the the cost of vexation and anxiety and stress is you are carrying more than you can carry. Better. It says better. Better. So what, listen to me. What this scripture also means is that it's not every job you should take. That's another meaning of this verse. It's not every job. The fact that a job is paying more, that's not means you should go for it. Pray about it. Because the job may pay more, but the stress, the vexation, one small paycheck, hey, the vexation, come this, do this, turn around. You don't have a life. Even church, you can't come to church. One job that you took, you can't come to church. You can't come to prayer meeting. You can't do anything. Yes, you are paying a lot, but you are stressed. One small job you took. Even your beloved, you can't fellowship with him anymore. I'm preaching to you. Even your beloved, one small job that you took, one small job. You can't sleep. Yes, the, hey, the, the paycheck is good, two hands full. But it's vexation. And Solomon said, look, listen to me. Solomon said, the wise man said, look, it is better sometimes to take one handful with quietness. This one, Charlie, they don't pay well, but I control my own time. I come, I go, I do what I want to do. I'm okay. It can, can pay the rent. I'm okay. Preaches you yeah. better. Pressure. Pressure. One job that you have gotten, the job is making you bored. Pressure is making your hair fall off. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are aging before your time. Hallelujah. A handful. They say, Better is a handful with quietness than on both hands with travail and vexation. Are you getting that wisdom? Have you seen that this point will help you to enjoy your work? And therefore enjoy your life? I'm preaching. Look, it's not, it's not every job. It's not every job you should take home. It's not every job. Because some job, the stress that they bring into your life. Yeah. A job that makes you menstruate two times in a month. I know someone who got a job like that. It was so stressful that you used to have her. The job was so stressful that she used to have her period twice in a month. That's how stressful the job was. I, I don't need that. Tell you nobody, I don't need that. Say, I definitely don't need that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wonderful. All right, we keep going on. Are you getting blessed? Yes. I say, are you getting blessed? Yes. All right. Keep, let's keep. How to enjoy your work? Hmm. Accept your lot. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Hey, another major point. Hmm. <laughs> this this one sit up well. Another way to enjoy your life under the sun. Take off my glasses because this is a big one. Another way to enjoy your life or your working life under the sun is to live joyfully, is, is to enjoy the work by living joyfully with your wife. <laughs> This one is a big one. I should repeat. Repertoire, repertoire. Repertoire, repertoire après moi. Yes. Yes. To live. let me tell him. Once again, Solomon. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. Don't forget 9-9. Okay, young ladies, remember 9-9. This is 9-9. This is 9-9. Good. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy life, of thy vanity. This is what most people don't get. What Solomon is saying that life on earth is all vanity. So you better make the best out of it. Of thy vanity. Which the Lord had given thee under the sun. All the days of thy vanity. For that is thy portion in this life. And in thy labor which thou takest. See, In thy labor. As you are laboring this short life. This temporary life. And God has given you a wife. Learn. Another way to enjoy your work is to live joyfully with your wife. I'm preaching. is to live joyfully. You see, a lot, a lot of homes, you go to Milanese, a big mansion, big jacuzzi, but there's no happiness. One of the most depressing situations It's marital is harmony. No matter how you end, if there's no happiness with your wife, there's no happiness. Like somebody said, a happy wife is a happy life. A happy wife is a happy life. I said, a happy wife... It's, because you see, I mean, you've gone to work and but when you come, the house is moody. There is tension. What are you enjoying? What are you enjoying? What are you enjoying? I'm preaching. Learn to live happily. Learn to live happily. As you have gone to work and come, you should be able to lie down with your wife Saturday morning in bed. There is no agenda. You are just chilling. You are touching each other. You are romancing. No agenda. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I and mean, Why did you go to work? Why did you labor? You have bought the television Saturday morning. That, that television that you have bought. When was the last time the two of you watched together? Just lie in bed. Go to Netflix. Find a movie. She is there. You are there. You are both naked. When she wakes up and so pause the movie, I am going to shh. She will say, Pause the movie. I'm going to get some water from the fridge. And I shall go am going naked. Her motors is moving and you are enjoying it. Ah! Enjoy. I'm preaching. Enjoy. Remember, you didn't listen to you went to Ghana? Yes. Enjoy. Enjoy. I I see. She said, okay, push, push, pause the movie. I'm going to pause. I'm going to get water from. I'm going to get juice from the fridge. And as she's going, get the two of you it will be shaking. To, 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 to.
0: <laughs> you are enjoying. You are enjoying. You are enjoying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm preaching because you see it's certain most rich homes millionaires tycoons the house is quiet marital disharmony quarreling listen to me this is your vanity I'm preaching I'm preaching this is your vanity this is your vanity you must be able to wake up with your wife no agenda no agenda today we are not cooking we just lie in bed we are watching movies. We order Chinese. No agenda.
0: I said no agenda. No agenda.
1: <laughs> Why can't we just lie down and order Chinese? Do we have to make fufu and try to go? No agenda. Yeah. Yeah. No agenda. No agenda. We are just chilling. After, after all, after all, why did you marry her? If you wanted only food, you, have, you married a cook. You, didn't, you are not looking for a cook. You are not looking for a cook. You are looking for somebody to share fellowship and companion. And there's not, there's fellowship no greater than agenda free. Saturday morning i am naked you are naked we are lying in bed i gender free <laughs> You see the, the point here is the, point, the, the, point, the, the Bible is saying that Otherwise you will not enjoy your life Under the sun it's not, It has nothing to do with how much dollars you are making It has nothing to do with how much your bank account is it's The question is Are you enjoying it? Is somebody hearing me? That is why. That is why in every marriage there must be a period of what called ceasefire. (laughs) I said there must be a period where we call what. I said there must be what we call what. Yes, you must wake up and say today we are not arguing. We are not talking about the fridge. We are not talking about the children. We are not, I mean, no, no more arguments. See, everybody lay down your gun. Let's lie down and... Sh- <laughs> ceasefire. fire. We can always be firing at each other every day. If we are not firing over the children, we are firing over the school. We are firing about the money you sent to your mother. We are firing about the car you bought. Every day fire. Can't you put the guns down and say, ceasefire? fire? <laughs> Yeah. This is your portion. I say, this is your portion. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's your portion. Enjoy. Let me tell you something. It has been shown over and over again. One of the most stressful events in life is marital disharmony. That is why divorce is very stressful. So if you can overcome it by this wisdom, that I'm married for happiness. I'm married for joy. And therefore, I must learn not to prosecute everything. I have decided that this Saturday morning, I am off, she's off. I am not going to discuss that. This is nothing, I will not talk about it at all. Ceasefire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: fire. See, fire. We are tired of shooting at each other. We are tired at shooting at each You fire, in fire by pow 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 pow. pow, pow. <laughs> tell your neighbor cease fire, cease fire. In fact, in fact, shh, if you are sitting by your spouse, tell your spouse learn to enjoy me. Le- Go to your husband and tell learn to enjoy me. Walk to the person and say learn to enjoy me. <laughs> Listen, 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 please listen, listen and tell your spouse. You say, you say, all, uh, uh, all the days of life, for, for that is thy portion. That is what? That is what? So tell your spouse, I'm your portion. Take me like that and enjoy. <laughs> I said, tell her that I am your portion. Tell the person, I'm all you got. You better enjoy in me. tell him, tell him, tell him that I am all you got, I'm all you got there's nobody anywhere, I'm all you got (laughs) tell her there's nobody anywhere, I'm all you got you better enjoy me (laughs) tell him (laughs) he says, that's your portion that's what you got I'm all you have I said, Rachel, tell you, I'm all you have I am all if you look on the left or on the right, on the left, there's nobody there. I'm, do the move, do the move. I'm all you got. I'm all you got. All you got. <laughs> yeah. There's nowhere way anybody else. <laughs> I'm all you got. That's your portion. I tell you, this preacher can preach. I said, this preacher can preach. I said, this preacher can preach. You, you, you think something is going to come from somewhere? You think something is going to come from somewhere? This is all you got. This is all you got. Rachel, tell tell I'm all you got. I'm all you got. I'm all you got. I'm all you got. All you got, all you got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Powerful. Let me try and finish. I'm preaching. Yeah, that's all you got. Okay. Then the last thing I'll say that. Okay, another way to enjoy. The last two points I'll talk about today. You know, okay, the last point. Another way to enjoy your, your work, here. another way to enjoy your, life, your work. Is to learn to work in tools, I explain to you. Learn to work in tools, okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. It says that what are you reading for me? One, two, go. Why are you reading the scripture? It says what. And what is the reason? Once again, he's using the word better. It means working alone versus working in partnership. If you can work in partnership, you enjoy your working. That's true. that a revelation. The reason why you are so stressed, you are so harassed, because you are doing everything by yourself. So learn the ability to work tools. Share the burden. You are the only person in the office. Nobody else is helping. Are you hearing me? He said two are better. Not only is the, first of all, not only is the work lighter, you, even, you are even more productive. Because some of us want to chop everything by ourselves. You don't want to share with anybody. Learn to share some of the profit. The reason why you cannot work with anybody is because you don't want to share the profit. But you don't know that it is wisdom to be able to work in pairs. In a church, it is wisdom. If I'm the only pastor here, it will be too difficult. Two are better than one. That's why I have associate pastors. Last week I was not here, but the church was still on. Two are better. Two are always better. Develop the ability to work with somebody else. Some of us, you cannot work with anybody. You are too thin-skinned. You see, if you are too thin-skinned, you cannot work with somebody. You need to be a little bit thick-skinned. You are too sensitive. That's why you can't work with anybody. Learn to be a thick-skinned. Because when you, you see, when you say two are better, it means that work on it. Because this is the better way. So even though you are doing it this way, try and do it this way. Which means that there may be challenges, there may be obstacles. But if you can overcome them, you will do better. Because it is easier to work by yourself. You don't have to consult anybody. You do what you do. When you are working with somebody, you call, there's a meeting, can I come? It's all, it's it's a bit cumbersome. But if you can still work around it and achieve that goal of working in pairs, you get better results. Because the simplest way to work is work by yourself. Do everything by yourself. There is, a, there, there, there is, if you watch The Lost Boys of Sudan, there's a movie, The Lost Boys of Sudan. I don't know why I have watched The Lost Boys of Sudan. If you watch that movie, there is a Somalian proverb. No, I think it's a Zimbab- Zimbabwean proverb. You see, and the proverb, and the proverb, which is a very true saying, the proverb says that if you want to run fast, run alone. If you want to run far, run together. If you want to run fast, run alone. Because you don't have to wait for anybody. But if you really want to go far, then run together. You have to, because you may fall, someone will pick you up, I pick you up. We go far. So learn to work in partnership. Uh, Area fellowships, work in partnership. Okay, outreach, work in partnership. Ministries. See, tell your neighbor, learn to work with me. Some of us cannot work with anybody. We can't work you see that's why you can't go far. That's why I cannot go far. That's why I cannot go far. Yeah. Learn even to learn to even share babysitters. Amen. You see you can go far. You don't have to have a babysitter. We are sharing the babysitter. We are working together. I don't like the one that you brought. Because my son does, no, no, learn. You may not like the babysitter, she may not, but cooperate. We look at the advantages and say that the advantages overweigh disadvantages. Even though I don't like the way this woman is changing the diaper, if the two of us can share this woman, the bill will be cheaper. We always have somebody to make. We can go far. Wisdom. All of us are living in the same area. Why can't we share some resources? this stop up. I mind my own business, I'm alone, you're a fool you will not go far, I'm giving you wisdom Solomon is giving us, you will not go far so, so, because listen, to work with other people like, you have to overcome a lot the obstacles, the attitudes, the personalities but if you can, and what you should endeavor you will do better I can give you another scripture. I'm closing. Look. Go and listen to Wisdom 14 by Bishop. I hope you are listening to the Wisdom series. The latest one is Wisdom 14. I recommend it. Everybody, all of you, if you are a member of this church, start listening to the Wisdom series by Bishop Dark. It's one of the most powerful messages. Wisdom series. The last one, Wisdom 14. Go and listen to it. Proverbs 14.4. Proverbs I just got that one. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 4. He said that where no oxen are, okay? where no oxen are, the crib is clean. But much increase is by the strength of the ox. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. But much increase is by the strength of the ox. It says, it says that if there is no ox in the crib, okay? If there is no ox in the crib, where they keep the ox, if there's no ox there, when you put the table there, it stays there clean. There is no mess. It's clean. The crib is clean. Because there's no ox. Hallelujah. But it goes on to say that... Much increase. Much increase is by strength of the ox. It means that if you want to do well, you must bring in the ox. The crib may be messy, but you still do better. you yep. hearing it. The crib, the crib may be messier because there's an ox there, but the presence of the increase. No ox, crinkle, but no increase. And this was the verse he was using to explain marriage and singleness. And it's a very good revelation. Where no ox is, the creep, if you don't want nonsense, anybody tell you how to cook, how to marry, uh, how to do my shoe, clean the house, don't marry. You, the crib is clean, no ox. You No husband, no, no man is telling you to clean the house. You wake up. You go. You come. You don't need anybody's opinion. When you are traveling, you don't need anybody's permission. You're your boss. Clean creep. I say clean creep. You don't have to persuade. You don't have to talk about this. Everything that this. No, your money. You decide to buy a pink shoe. It's your own money. You decide to buy a blue shoe. It's your own money. You decide to buy a Honda Accord or a Mercedes Benz. It's your own money. No discussion. The crib is clean. <laughs> yeah, it's a revelation. The crib is clean. This type of marriage counseling. Let's go and see Reverend. None of that. You will never see me. You will never see me. <laughs> They need to go, lady pastor. Lady pastor, can I see? There is no need. The crib. You see, and some of you, brothers, and some of you, brothers, you like your crib clean. That's why you're not married. I'm preaching. You enjoy your, your, your clean crib. Your house is neat. Nobody messes you up. You go to work. You come. You watch your sports channel. Nobody's bothering you. You you, you listen to your music. Your, your, you are cool. That's why you don't marry. The crib is clean. This type of woman, children run around, messing around, I want to talk to you. You are not hearing that. that none of that nonsense. The crib is clean. <laughs> I'm preaching. It's a message. Because you are a single brother. And some brothers like that. I want my space. They go and come as you please. They are not willing to marry anybody. That crib is clean, clean. But, but the Bible says much increase is by the ox. Do, in other words, if but it has been shown that even though you are enjoying me, you are better off having an ox. Yes, there will be argument, there will be annoyance. You have to explain why you are going, why you came late. A lot of nonsense. Where is my food? Why are you talking to this person? Why did, did, Why? this? Did, did. A lot of nonsense. Yes, the, the cream is messy, but still, even though the cream is messy, there is still much increase. Yeah. So, all that this verse is trying to say is that it is still better to marry than to be single, in spite of all the nonsense. Yes, marriage has a lot of nonsense in it. If you don't know, I'm telling you. If you don't know, I'm telling you. Marriage has a lot of nonsense. And I'm sure you know. I don't have to tell you. You also know. Yeah. But in spite of that, it's messy. But much strength. It has been shown over and over and over again. Recently, there was an article on Newsweek. Last week. About marriage, they did their research on marriage. Newsweek did their research on marriage. Marriage versus single. And they came up with a very, something that's already in the Bible. They say research has shown. Okay, it's already in the Bible. I don't need a research, it's already in the Bible. That married people have the three L's. Marriage makes you live longer than single. They have more limb, okay? Limb, what do you say, limb? Limb means ability. Loss of limb is disability, okay? So, say married people have more limb. In other, in, in other words, um, in other words, married people marriage makes you less disabled. Single people are more disabled than married people, so they have more limb. So, disability, depression, anxiety—all doesn't no. It's a research they did. The three Ls: more life, more limb, and more liquidity. They show that marriage couple totally have more money than single people. Materials, more life, more limb, and more liquidity. But it comes with a dirty crib. There is a price. That crib will be dirty. So if you don't want, you see, and that—that's the problem of some of you brothers. You don't want a dirty crib. If there's a brother who's not married by you, tell her, look, the crib is too clean. Your if there's a single brother, say that, please, please. I'm preaching, I'm waiting. Go and tell the single brother, please. The crib has been clean for too long. <laughs> I said, go, walk up and go and tell the brother, walk up and go and tell the brother please. The crib has been clean for too long. Michael, tell them, tell them at the
0: back. Bongo, bongo, they say the crib. <laughs> yeah.
1: That crib has been too clean for too long. Every day, you are this cool guy. You go by yourself, you come by yourself, I mean nothing I mean cool you are like just smiling with everybody every sister you still have to proposed how long tell the person their crib is too clean for too long tell them <laughs> Bongo they say that the, your crib has been clean for too long <laughs>
0: oh.
1: <laughs> listen church church listen We spend most of our time working. Life under the sun is a lot of work. But may God grant you wisdom to enjoy your working life. May you not wait till you are lying down and find out that you have not enjoyed your life. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, Holy Spirit, we thank you. May our life, yes, not be a life of vanity. As we look back, grant us favor give us the wisdom and the grace to enjoy the few years that we have on earth. To enjoy one another. To enjoy the fruit of our labor. Yes, Deliver us from a curse of evil disease. Yes. To labor only for somebody to enjoy. For this is an evil disease. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
0: Thank you, Holy Spirit. In your presence In your presence, I am content. In your presence, daddy, in your presence, I can bring a last of I'm in the presence of my King. In your presence, Lord, in your presence, I am content, in your presence. presence. In your presence. In your presence.
1: You tonight, this afternoon, we thank you for your presence and your spirit. We thank you, even the wisdom, the wisdom to enjoy our work under the sun, Father. Deliver us from frustration and curses. May we not look back and say that it could have been better, but I messed it up, I could have enjoyed it, but I wasted it will we be happy with our portion in the name of Jesus with every head closed and every head bowed you are here, you are not born again I've been talking about life under the sun but life does not only end under the sun there is also life after the sun for the Bible says it is appointed unto man Wants to die, and after that, judgment begins. It is appointed unto us to die, but after that, judgment begins. That means that there's also life after our life on earth. There is something called the afterlife, where one day you and I will stand before our Maker, we will stand before our Creator, and the Bible says. who are saved those who are born again those who have accepted him as their Jesus Christ as their personal savior to them the gates of heaven will be opened but those who did not there is hell fire there is a place of eternal condemnation so once you are on earth once you are living under the sun make sure that at least you have secured your future you have secured your future It would be a shame to be in this assembly and hear all that we are preaching and die and go to hell. I don't think so. It should not happen. So this afternoon, with every eye closed and every head bowed, it is a simple way to be born again. To be born again is not complex. Jesus said, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that I am Lord, you shall be saved. This afternoon, if you have not made that declaration publicly, publicly, you see, you can't say no, I've accepted God in my heart privately. No, no, it's not it's not a private thing, it's a public thing. That's what he said you must do it publicly, not privately. And this morning there's room. So take a decision this morning for Christ. Take a decision for Jesus. Decide. That I want to, I I want to be a Christian. I want to be born again. I want to secure my future. Please, with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you are not born again and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to be saved. Please lift up your hand, and I pray for you. I am waiting for you. I see your hand, brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, I'm so happy. That's a good move. That's a very good move. That's a good move. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, I thank you for... Put your hand together for him. Brother, come forward. Come, come. Please come. Come. Help him. Help him. Come. Nana, help him. He surrendered his life to Jesus. That's a good move. Put your hand together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come. You cannot do anything better than that. Now say this after me. You can put your hands down. Wow, what a surrender. That's the true surrender. I lift both hands up. Say this after me, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I thank you, I thank you for, sending son, Christ, for sending your Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. I acknowledge I am a sinner. I acknowledge I am a sinner. But this afternoon, I have accepted you as my personal savior. See, as my personal savior. as my personal savior. Saving. I have accepted you personally, I have
0: accepted you personally.
1: Into, my life. Into, into my
0: life. Thank you. Thank you.
1: For salvation. For
0: salvation. From, today. From today.
1: I no longer belong to Satan. I no, no
0: longer belong, belong to Satan.
1: Satan. I belong to God. I, belong I, belong to God. God. I am saved. I'm
0: I am saved. I'm born,
1: again. I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven. Way to heaven. Way to heaven. Thank, Thank heaven. you for salvation. Thank you for salvation. Amen. 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 God bless you. What's your name again? Francis. Thank you. Huh? Vincent I like like the way you surrendered That's a true surrender You lift up both hands Give your life totally to God Vincent God will bless you And God will use you After church talk to him okay Where's my book? I have a little book for you I'll give it to you God bless you That's very good God will bless you Hallelujah Amen Please be seated You want to honor your You want to honor the Lord With your first and best Let's do it quickly